Welcome to the Point is to Serve podcast. We want to encourage you towards a vibrant and active faith in Jesus Christ. For more information about our ministry, visit our website at thepointistoserve.org. And now, here's this week's teaching. Good to be with this church family again today. I think the last time I was here was July. Does that sound right? Yeah. And, uh, and now I know why Joel asked me to preach today. Was it Johnny Carson said, never follow children or animals? <laughs> Something like that. Well, Max, you said it. <laughs> well, good to be with you with you uh, during your Advent season and uh, our our passage of uh, a scripture we're looking at today is from the Gospel of Matthew, first chapter, the birth of Jesus, Matthew chapter one, verses eighteen through twenty-three. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home to be your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. This is the word of our God, and all God's people said, Amen. Please pray with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. I grew up in a little town called Wessington Springs, South Dakota, a couple hours west of here, and my home church was Emmanuel Baptist Church. Emmanuel spelled with an I. Fast forward years later, I served as the pastor of the Emmanuel Baptist Church in Sioux Falls. Emmanuel spelled with an E. Well, it doesn't matter how it's spelled, it means the same thing. God with us. And in Advent and at Christmas time, that's what we celebrate. God with us. God with us. Wow! 
Christmas time, we're, we're celebrating the wow of that. Do you feel it? You always answer my questions. I was talking to a guy a while back. He was going through a really rough time in his life, struggling with, with many things. And we were having a long conversation. At one point, he was complaining. He said, I came to somebody at church. I was telling them about what was going on with me, and they prayed that God would be with me. And he said to me, he was, he was just full of hurt and anger. He said, my dog is with me. So what that God is with me? Well, at least he was honest. But I wonder, do we feel that way sometimes? That's what I want us to consider today. God with us, so what? Our text today is from the first chapter of uh, the Gospel of Matthew. And in this first chapter, the, the angel of the Lord shows up to Joseph in a dream. He tells him that Mary is going to have a child. It's going to be uh, by the Holy Spirit that, sh- that this child is conceived. The child will be the savior of the world and... The child will be named Jesus, uh, Emmanuel, God with us. And so the Gospel of Matthew starts with this promise of God with us at the birth of Jesus. If we would flip to the last chapter in Matthew, to that last passage, that great well-known passage in the last chapter of Matthew, which would be the Great Commission. Jesus is with his disciples, the resurrected Jesus, and he's giving them their marching orders. Go tell the world about me, right? Go, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Uh, baptize these followers in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and teach them my ways to, to do what I want them to do and be what I want them to be, right? The Great Commission. And then Jesus says, and I will be with you always to the end of the age. So Matthew starts with God's promise of God with us, and the Gospel of Matthew ends with the promise, God with us. So there's this bookend thing going on there. Eric, there's a big fancy name for that too, but I'm not going to say it. In both of these passages, we find that the presence of God has, a, has two aspects. There's a, there's a fellowship aspect to God with us, and there's a missional aspect to God with us. The fellowship aspect goes something like this. This is the way I like to understand it. God moves nearer and nearer and nearer to be with us. That's the movement we see of God in being with us, this fellowship aspect. If you've ever doubted the nearness of God, I want you to think about this. In the Old Testament, we have this image of God being with his people. The cloud, remember the cloud and the the pillar of fire at night? 
God with his people. Yep, presence is out there. We can see it. It's there. And then in the Gospels, Jesus comes. Baby born, God incarnate, comes to the world, this God-man person, walking, talking, teaching, doing everything that Jesus did. Here on earth, with people. Nearer. And then when Jesus ascends to heaven, and the Holy Spirit comes, as promised, where does that spirit reside? In our inmost being. Do you see the movement of our loving God toward us? Nearer and nearer and nearer God with us. Jesus talks in John 14 about the Holy Spirit coming to dwell in us. Then he also talks about in that same chapter that we would do greater things. His disciples will do greater things. And people scratch their heads at that sometimes. It's like, greater things than Jesus? How's that possible? Well, there's different interpretations. But the one that I kind of like to lean toward is the greater things is in the millions and millions and millions of followers doing Jesus stuff. That means we can all do greater things. Because sometimes we kind of discount that. We discount ourselves from that. That's the missional aspect. We are each and every one of us on a mission, like Jesus was, and we are to bring Jesus to the world in every way that Jesus wants us to do that. We're all called We're all gifted. Every son, every daughter, every follower of Christ has a calling and a mission to do Jesus stuff. We are to be like Jesus and do what Jesus wants us to do. The millions and millions and millions of us doing that in this lost, broken, dark world brings Jesus to this lost, dark, broken world. That's the greater thing. And we're all called to that. And we see all through scripture that God is calling people. Moses, I will be with you. Joshua, I will be with you. Gideon, I will be with you. Mary, God with you. Uh, The disciples, I will be with you to the end of the age. But it's not just them. The promise is for us. Take it personally. God with you. Every believer has a God calling on their life. Every one of us. And whatever, even the smallest thing, cup of cold water, God with us. Here's some Jesus. Just that simple. As we minister to the people that God wants us to minister to in the the people that God puts in our paths, we need God to do that stuff because we can't do it on our own. 
We can't be like Jesus without Jesus. We can't love like Jesus without Jesus. We can't serve like Jesus without Jesus. And we can't win any spiritual battles against evil without Jesus. We need God with us. What's the Bible say? Apart from, apart from the vine, we can't do anything. Yeah, got to stay connected. We need Jesus. That's the missional aspect to God with us. Anybody wondering what I said to the guy who said, my dog is with me. So what? That God is with me. Well, we had a long conversation. It was pastoral counseling. And so I listened a lot. But one of the things I did is I told him a story. I told him about teaching my daughter to drive. And God love her. Haley was a good student. She was a fast learner. She was a good driver. She picked it up pretty quick. And then, you know, they get their permit and their license and all that stuff, and off they go. They're driving on their own to school and activities and friends' houses. And... But every once in a while, once she was able to do that, she would ask Dad to go along. Usually had something to do with a store she was going to. <laughs> yeah, you're already ahead of me there. So, you know, but when Dad goes along it kind of changes the nature of the trip, right? You know, there's always one more driving tip to be, to be given, or there, there's one more lesson on the mechanical, you know, functionings of a car that you're trying to impart. I mean, you know, if, if I don't teach her, who will? So, so, you know, Dad changes things along in the ride, and I suppose I'm certain that was irritating for Haley at times. But there are benefits when dad goes along on the trip. You know, if something goes wrong, dad knows something about cars. Right? Uh, if you're not sure where exactly how to get there in the city of Sioux Falls, I've been in Sioux Falls a long time. I know my way around. Dad knows. And if you get to that store and you're just a few dollars short of what you want, <laughs> Dad's along. He always kind of has some cash in that wallet. Praise the Lord. And I can, if someone on this trip would want to mess with my daughter, I can assure you Papa Bear's in the car. And last but certainly not least, isn't it just nice to have somebody with you that loves you so much? Well, you get the point. When dad's with you on the trip, there's a lot of help there. By the way, Haley has two sweet dogs now. She's grown. She's married. 
I'm pretty sure that when her dogs ride in the car, they're not as much help as dad. <laughs> so life is a journey. We're traveling. There's long, rough roads. There's detours. There's traffic jams. There's accidents. You know, you get the metaphor. God's not just riding along with us like a dog in the car with us. God is our heavenly dad with us for the entire journey. Protecting us, caring for us, loving us, providing for us, helping us to live out his good plan for our lives. We do live in a sin-sick, fallen, dark, lost, broken world. Trials, temptations, trouble is with us. That's true. And the evil one will say, since those things are with us, God must not be with us. That's just a lie. This is a fallen world. Those things are with us. But God is with us. And there isn't anything that happens to us that is beyond God's redeeming hand. God can make something good out of anything. God with us. Emmanuel. God with us. I used to work uh, for the Children's Home Society. I was an administrator, so I wasn't always working directly with the kids. But one Christmas we were taking the kids to the mall to see Santa. So when we took all the kids somewhere, it was all hands on deck, you know. And we all had to come and we all had to supervise kids and all that. And at the children's home, there was a thing we would do. When you would get assigned your kids, you would write their their names on, on your hand. So you can keep track of them, you know, who you got. So, you know, my kids were like Joel try to keep these kids under control, behaved. <laughs> Max. <laughs> Kaya. Judy. That's, those are my kids. Right? Well, so, so that's what we would do. And this, one of my kids was this little six-year-old girl. And uh, as we were going to the mall, her mother was supposed to meet us there to go see Santa with her. And when we got to the mall, we were at the entrance where we were supposed to be, but her mom wasn't there. We waited for a while, but mom didn't show up. And I think I was more distraught than than she was. But uh, we needed to go see Santa. And so this little girl grabbed my hand And she didn't let go, except to go see Santa. So we went and saw Santa, and we're walking back to the the van in the parking lot. She's holding my hand. At some point, she starts tugging on my hand. I lean over, and I go, what? And she said, I like you better than Santa. And I looked at her and I said, you do? Why? 
she said, because you're with me. Folks, that's the promise of Christ. God with us. God isn't some distant heavenly father. God is with us. Just like he promised. In Isaiah chapter 49, the prophet Isaiah is writing, speaking for God, and God is speaking to his worrisome people and says, even though a mother may forget her child, I will not forget you. See, I have engraved you on the palm of my hands. That's our God. That's God with us. Please get that in your heart this Christmas. And all God's people said, Amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Point is to Serve podcast. For more information about pursuing a relationship with Jesus Christ or information about the Point is to Serve ministry, please visit our website at thepointistoserve.org. Thank you and may God bless you.